0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their inceptions to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined today by Leonard. Cameron is taking a, a short sabbatical. Um, he's under the weather, so he'll be back in two weeks' time. Um, however, we have a, a returning special guest, Jake Lionheart. Jake is back with us. How are you doing, Jake?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about Castlevania.
0: Yes, yes. It's been a few years, actually. We, we I think, tried to organize this when the first season um was uh, first coming out. But uh, time got away from us, and now there's four seasons of the show to cover. Uh, but thankfully, we're all still aboard and still the monster train is still chugging right along. Uh, Leonard, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, but I do have a question for Jake, which
2: is, uh, it, uh, it, there seems to be a, a, a bizarre correlation between uh, your your appearances on the show, show. First, we covered Dungeons and Dragons, and now you are talking about the Son of the Dragon. Tell me, Jake, which which dragon-related media did you enjoy the most?
1: This might be blasphemous, but it's uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> because I was also on the show for those talks. No, I definitely Castlevania. Um, really?
2: You you did you you you're going with <laughs> Castlevania over Dungeons and Dragons?
1: It was it's really really close. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons did have Marlon Wayans in it, and everybody knows I'm a I I love the Wayans family, so it just. Uh, I think if Marlin hadn't fallen in a big vat of like oatmeal, it probably would have been Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm I'm gonna go Catalina.
0: <laughs> the oatmeal rug did not tie the room together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Marlin has never eaten oatmeal since.
0: Yeah. Paul went out for snails. Poor snails. He came back, theoretically. For some other grand adventure that we never got to see, I'm like, that,
1: that I'm never just happened like because the, whole the sequel wasn't of... <laughs> <laughs> about like... snails. All of a sudden, I'm like reliving this movie because you brought it up. <laughs> <home>, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like back to the you Like, why? <laughs> why did you do this to me, Leonard? You're goddamn. <laughs>
2: Well, fortunately, you've returned to wash the sickly scene-chewing taste of Dungeons and Dragons out of your mouth uh with decent content that you will enjoy and relish. See, you can't really appreciate the lowest of lows. Unless you also experience the highest highs, that is the dichotomy that I preach. You must uh, balance your trash with ambrosia, lest you go mad.
1: Oh, that is the perfect way to describe what watching Dungeons and Dragons is, and then watching Castlevania. (laughs) Balancing trash with sweet ambrosia. (laughs)
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, Yes. So we are going to be starting season two since season one was quite abrupt, but it was uh, greenlit for season two very quickly. Um, I I think actually immediately, um, just from the numbers of uh, people watching it on Netflix. So we'll be taking a look at the first four episodes um, of season two this time, and that will be War Council, Old Homes, Shadow Battles and Broken Mast but no one ever remembers the titles of the things. So that's fine.
1: Um,
2: yes, the Castlevania OVA that Netflix released proved so popular that they decided to adapt it into a series.
0: Four, four seasons, uh, <laughs> and now up for a um, a spinoff, I guess, is what it is. Uh, yep. Coming next year? I don't know. I don't think there was a release date for it. Oh, no, this is coming soon they probably put which, out in october or something like they did with the other ones um which is fine
2: with me because uh hey you know setting castlevania uh cross like one time period is not great uh in my opinion because uh there are all sorts of <laughs> the the castlevania games have covered Various time periods in the past, and mm-hmm. if they if the show continues to, or at least the show as a brand, I hate that I had to say that remains <laughs> popular. Uh, we might finally get the thing that Castlevania that like uh, Castlevania fans such as myself uh, have actually been waiting for for years, which is there is an event uh, in the Castlevania series simply known as the Vampire Wars that takes place in 1999 that has never been depicted in a game and is only referenced. And I want a series about the Vampire Wars.
1: (laughs) For a second there, I thought you were going to talk about what all fans wanted, which was Cornell, the martial art werewolf. Oh, no, I I...
2: I mean they'll probably they'll I mean they'll probably slap him in there sooner or later before then, but no, I want the vampire war of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Because
1: is that what it's called? The vampire yes. war. Well, okay, I mean, yeah, I'm on board by title alone. <laughs> I didn't I thought it was like just set in nineteen ninety nine, but the vampire wars of nineteen ninety nine. That is amazing. I want that. I'm going to look that up immediately after the show.
0: <laughs> I'm also down if it's called The Vampire Wars of 19XX. Yeah, that also works. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> or adapting uh, um, Lords of Shadow would be good. Or is it? The s- yeah. It's the second one, isn't it? So because there's so many generations of Belmont and then like Dracula's origin story is a little different now. Yeah, th- those would be interesting to see too. Uh, I think they stand alone as their own little medias, given what this Castlevania series did with like Castlevania Three and like extended it so much, mm-hmm. uh, or at least fleshed it out. There's a lot of room to kind of do that with really any of the incarnations, or um, Rondo of Blood would be good. There's there's a lot to pick from, I think. Yeah, agreed. I still would kind of want to see. Um, simon's quest just because that's what it for me started with (laughs) and have and have the uh really obscure crystal ball and other like things happen in the show where he's just like what am i supposed to do with this (laughs) These, these instructions were far too cryptic just a little little goofy things and then trevor's like attitude is refreshing it's it's just that that world weary, put upon, sad man. Yes, but it's, it's, it's he's charming with it, which yeah, usually um, you don't get. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 yeah, he
2: he he had to he had to he had to turn it into charm because he's been doing it for so long and. You know, even it it seems like even at the best of times when when night creatures aren't raiding uh, towns and villages, um, uh, life in Wallachia isn't that great to begin with. So nobody really wants to deal with the sad sack.
0: (laughs) No. And a lot of a lot of that, uh, I think, comes with his interactions um, with both Sifa and um, Alucard just kind of they work really well as an odd team yes of them just playing off each other and just the barbs and ji- the jibes that uh between trevor and avocard are, are are fantastic because they know that they're upset with each other for a specific reason but they're they need to get along at least to some kind of point um uh, and so they have kind of fun insulting each other yes to a point. <laughs> to a point, yeah. They're, like, serious about it, but at the same time, they can't afford to, like, take it to a physical level. Right. So let's it's take a look be, at what's pieces. happening in the, <laughs> the beginning of War Council, because this is a flashback. So we get more of, um, it's not really any backstory, but it's just the events prior to Lisa's, um, at ad- um abduction by the, the church. Yes. Which is uh really messed up, but <laughs>
2: Yep. Uh the the old woman that uh that gave Dracula the bad news is there. She's uh she's got a little uh lung thing. And Lisa's like, Yeah, sure, I'll 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 take care of that. I'll I'll get you some stuff. And she goes back into her workroom and sanitizes her hands with something. Uh I it's I, salt. I, Oh, was it just salt? Because okay. yeah. they kinda look like it kinda looked like seeds. Um, no, she's sprinkling
0: salt in the water and doing salt water wash. Yeah, saline.
2: Turn yeah, graving a little saline solution for it. Does some research with, you know, her oh, dark forbidden Dracula magic, a K A Science. Um gives yeah,
0: it gives I think she just
2: gives her like penicillin. Yep, basically. <laughs> She's like, and this is mold, and and everybody collectively started sweating because thanks to Resident Evil, any mention of mold now uh, is it seems like a, a bad idea, uh, and the uh, and her friend reacts accordingly, and of course then the uh, the church shows up because uh Cloud Frollo is still Clau Frolloing around. <laughs> This scene sucks. This sequence yeah. legitimately makes me angry, yeah. um, as it's as it's I, supposed to, right? Yeah. And and I had forgotten that the scene made me as angry as it did, so I had to take a break like five minutes into this episode.
1: Yeah, it's rough.
2: Yeah. She's like, it's no, no, this this is science. It has nothing to do with oh. God. And of course, Cloud Frollo's like, nothing to do with God. Yeah, I'm
1: like, like, uh, like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm like trying to save you and keep you alive. And
2: I, I really the, oh. the the part that gets me is when she's like, yo, you don't want to do this because right. uh he he will kill all of you if you hurt me. I'm not making this up. This isn't a play to save my life. This is literally like you are condemning everybody to death if you do this. And he's like, mm, Satan, mm, which mm, burn it all. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, at
0: right. um. <laughs> least like, no, not not Satan. this is not imaginary. Right. It's real. Uh, yeah. And he's going to kill all of you. So just the, yeah. I'll just leave. Like I'll yeah. leave, I'll exile myself, and yeah. just let me go. I won't practice here anymore. And then it's like the whole thing comes down to her replacing the town's medicine woman, who's ho- who has a beef with her, and then like six the church on her,
2: right. even though
0: the medicine woman was giving everyone her her nasty foot skin to like cure them. Yep, quackery wins out yet
2: again. Thank you.
0: The town obviously kicked her out because they were like, oh, we found out it was her gross foot skin that she was just feeding people and chewing grass. It's like, I'd rather have the grass. So there's comedy in this because the, not really on Lisa's part because she's playing everything straight, but the old lady is just deadpanning like ridiculous things. I mean, they're not jokes because she's being serious, but... Just they're like it's that absurdity of it because, you know, yes. that's what's happening. But people don't have another recourse until Lisa shows up. Right. And Lisa also immediately undoes any um sanitization she was doing because she picked up the, the locket or whatever, like immediately after washing her hands. It's like, no, you just touched other stuff.
2: <laughs> I, I, I like I like I like to believe that it's magically imbued Dracula metal that is completely and utterly sanitary at all points in time.
0: Yeah, if it was like silver or something, and that has its own antimicrobial properties, but I, or copper would do it too. But I think it magic was gold. Dracula metal is my yeah. I mean, <laughs> he has he has a teleporting <laughs> castle, so. You know, we'll go with that. It's a <laughs> magical Dracula locket. Not infested with germs. But yeah, so she gets uh, abducted. And uh, we know how that turned out. Not, not so well for her or for Wallachia. Yep. In flashback and Dracula's in
2: his study, I love that Dracula has a study. I love that Dracula's study is tiny. Ridiculously tiny um, only yeah. because only because the 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 hall is so gigantic, so he like goes to from his little tiny study to to his giant uh what two story backed throne
0: yeah the and he, it's not like he's entertaining guests all that often, it seems like that's a weird. Pull like
2: (laughs) I think he had it installed. His
0: his allocating space is odd.
2: I think he had the throne installed because I'm almost positive that it wasn't there when Lisa showed up in the first episode. So he was like, yeah, uh war against humanity. Um I got my study over here, but like I have to address all these other dra- vampire assholes, so I'm <laughs> They, they, they can't put in my a-
0: study. I'm going to have to like move
2: this. Right, I'm going to have a giant throne installed in the front hall, because that's what my life is now. I need
0: my brooding chair.
1: I was just about to say that. If you're going to brood, do it in style.
0: Bring me a throne. Yes, yes. But uh, So we get introduced to um, Hector and Isaac, the, the two yes. sole humans on his war party. Uh, and or like the War Council, and then all the like seven unnamed vampires and Godbrand, who just choose the scenery every time because he's yes Godbrand, our, our our rainbow coalition of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> They're from like each continent, and then they just don't have any lines. No, <laughs> you're all cool looking. <laughs> Yeah, we we look cool and have weapons that we don't need because we can physically just like crush any people. It's so, it's a, we'll we'll jump slightly because there's a uh, a moment uh, where where Godbrand he's just not having it anymore and um, kind of takes the the other members of the council on a, a midnight snack run and they're just like mowing through people it's like how did they get repelled from anywhere? It was Belmonts. It's it. It was all the Belmonts. Yeah. Belmonts yeah. did well. Everything. I mean, they're just like that. That doesn't really factor into like their attacks on Gresit and everywhere they went. The you can look at one night creature and it's mowing through <laughs> however many people. They're just way larger and stronger. Like you probably could have sent like three of them and take care of the town. Like, the, the townspeople weren't, like, defending themselves. They couldn't. They didn't have any weapons. They were going to hit them with, a, like, a plow or a pitchfork, maybe. Then there's the church guys. There's the couple guards kind of wandering around. It it seemed like a lot, with that many creatures that were summoned in, in the first season, m- more damage would have been done and more people would have been killed. But they're like, oh, they were repelled by what? Like it, I mean yes it has to only be like a night ray they can't really go out in the sun but that's a weird um, I I don't know just given the strength of in, the individual vampires it, it seems super lopsided although you do yeah. get the with this amount of forces you probably could wipe all of humanity off the map um, as your plan eventually dictates even though Dracula was like Yes, we will we'll, we'll wipe out all of uh, Wallachia, but really, it's just, like, people everywhere. They're just gonna go away. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, with the with the vampires, is it, like, each one has their own area? Because, I mean, yeah. all of them together makes sense why they would wipe out so many people, but... Yeah, each of them
0: is in control
1: of, like, a specific yeah. area. Like, Carmilla I think is... That also...
0: Adjacent to, what well, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Because the thing that also kind of makes it like really sets it off is just, I guess, if we're just gonna skip ahead, or I don't know if maybe we want to wait. We're just
0: kind of bouncing a bit. It's not, <laughs> yeah,
1: um... but like that that scene where, um, God, I guess the flashback from before Godbrand, where he's like wiping out all those soldiers running away from him, and it's like, okay, well, I maybe I can understand you wiping out a town that was in the middle of like sleeping. And you and your like vampire homies rolled up on them. But this is like soldiers, like that you're just they're all running from you and you're like wiping them out and then the last one turns around like an abyss walker, you know, because <laughs> you have to have like the dark souls uh, Easter egg in the in the in the show and then just timed it perfectly that you can murder him and then land in your Viking ship. And it's just like why didn't Godbrand just go around killing everybody? But then like Isaac gets the upper hand on him like super easy. And then Yeah, yeah and so then also he hasn't
0: him. been uh this is something that like the show addresses slightly, where he hasn't been feeding on people blood, but on right. like, pig blood. So that I think that's lowering his abilities. Uh and he looks older. Did he just have that raid on the people, so didn't they just feed? I don't at that he really time did. he did. Uh, yeah
1: so immediately after feeding he gets I don't killed know. By... Yeah, yeah he gets killed really quickly it's, it's, like it's a weird and enjoyed the carnage i guess
0: yeah and i think that part of what that is is uh godbrand's image of himself is different than the reality and that that wasn't really a flashback it was him dreaming
1: of, oh, you know what—that uh, is like true. his goal, his
0: glory days. So maybe it didn't pan out like that, or maybe he's just like, "I would like to be doing this thing instead of sitting in the castle." Yeah, you know
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah, because it could be like him being like, "I killed all these soldiers," and it was like maybe it was just the one guy, or it didn't even happen. Like, yeah, you're right. It's just a fantasy that he was having.
0: Yeah, because he just wakes up and he's just like, "Oh, that was good days."
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't want pigs. Let's let's do the raid." Because yeah, they do the raid right after that flashback, right? Or that scene, I should say. Yeah, and they are just yeah. mowing
0: through like the regular townsfolk, and we see yeah. some other vampiric powers. Uh, we're getting bits of um, like shadow walking, so Carmilla can just appear as long as there's shadows. And yeah, <laughs> uh, we get the like mist transportation, um, by the Chinese vampire. Yep. Um, but along
2: with Godbrand, the only vampire that has a personality, um, yeah, we are introduced to the, the, the human... <laughs> Hector and Isaac uh, who are, uh, hey, surprise, they're big players. They're real important to the story and you're going to get a lot of backstory on their terrible, horrible lives, which explains why they have zero problems not nuking
0: humanity.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, and that that's the, the one good thing is it's building up Hector and Isaac, we we understand, like, their motives. That's, like, really important for, yes. for their character arcs. Isaac, they don't really have character. Their character arcs is their past and then, like, how they are now. Because they don't really change in light of what's going on. Um, I think Hector gets Isaac. more of what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Hector gets more of a development. Isaac, not so much. Well, I think
2: uh, Isaac is is uh, is totally secure in his position and his reasoning and his rationale for the uh, for his commitment to Dracula. And uh, Hector is a little wishy washy. He's a he's a, he's a little soft. He's certainly softer, and you know that's proven by the fact that. Uh, Dracula actively lies to Hector about what his intentions are, but he doesn't to Isaac because he knows that Isaac will
0: go along with his plan. Yeah, Isaac's vision for the world, um, it's not the same as Dracula's, but it's more in line. Whereas Hector, uh, there's a good discourse, I think it's in the third episode, um where uh I know it's probably episode 4. It's in one of them, one of the la- latter parts of it, uh where um Isaac and Dracula are talking about him and like he's like he's still just a child like mentally. Yes. Mm. Um and it's not and I don't think that that's they're being literal with that, but his sort of naivety is still in place. Yes. And it's a it's a s more simplistic world view. He's he's kind of put his reservation aside and his desire isn't for like everything to be killed or to suffer. Um he just wants the other bits of humanity to be like controlled and uh compartmentalized yes so his views of of them as pets or them as livestock is more it's a very like a simplistic thing Mm -hmm. like it's it's almost it's a very like black and white scenario where we don't want to kill them all but if we just kind of enslave them and have them in control they can't do bad things exactly so that that's not um Dracula isn't in it for that, and he's not in it for suffering, he's just in it for removal of the human race. <laughs> like, they are... They are anathema to the world, and they're not of any benefit. Um He gave them the benefit of the doubt for, you know, some 20 years, and... In the end, you know, they showed their, their true colors and... Killed the one good thing in the world, which was his wife. Right. So again, his view isn't. Um, it's it's also like an ultimatum. It's a it's a like this or that. There's no. He's not really compromising on like anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he's not his his idea of vengeance isn't. Um, it's. It's fueled by his, like, anger. But at the same time, it's not, like, a steady, full-time anger. It's just, like, despondence, too. Yeah. Like, he's it's, he's weary of it all. Yeah. He has,
2: yeah, because he has nothing left. He, he, he 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 found it he found the one thing uh, the, or better yet the one thing uh that could could change him found him uh and it was taken away out of uh spite and and ignorance and for a creature as old as dracula must be the and to be alone again uh must be uh, uh maddening. And hey, guess what? Uh Dracula goes a little mad uh because we get a lot of time dealing with Dracula's mental state in this uh in this season, which I I wanted to point out is one of uh probably one of the better aspects of it. Cause it would have been really easy to have like a kind of lackluster anime monster of the week adventure with the 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 hero crew um but we don't get that. we get uh insight into the politics of of the vampires and how uh how horribly despondent Dracula is,
0: yeah, we're getting a character study on Dracula, and I think that between. I don't really agree specifically with Carmilla's take on everything. Um, She's Mm -hmm. she's very self centered. Um, She has her points, but again, like Dracula, she keeps what she actually believes um, uh, close to the chest. She's not like she's not revealing her hands either, Uh, and she's doing a lot of manipulation on like everybody. So you yep. can't really take anything she says at face value, whereas Dracula, uh, you, you some of it you can, um, but he's admittedly going like I, you know, I don't owe the truth to anybody aside from like one person, and a handful of people really. Whereas that would have been uh, Alucard, um, uh, and his wife. And then um, Isaac. And even then, that's not a guarantee. Like, (laughs) he's still just going to do his Dracula thing. Right. But uh, when we have Alucard and... um, I think he's talking to both Trevor and um, Sifa. But he gives, I think, the best picture of what Dracula is and what his father uh could have been like oh, was be on good. the road to becoming yeah mm-hmm. and so I, I of all of the, di- the you know this the the show is it becomes action forward but through these four episodes um that it's more of a drama with some action in it yes Agree, And the action shines is always very well choreographed. The, the, the art is very well done. Um, but this show shines more when it's taking its kind of careful time to lay out people's motivations and what grief does to people. Because that, 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 at the core of it, that's kind of what's going on with like everybody Everyone's grieving about something. Alucard's grieving about his loss of his mother and father, because he's Dracula is also lost to him, lost to everybody, really. Um Sifa it, she's temporarily like lost all of her family. Doesn't have a home because they're nomadic, but the home is where her people are, and they're they're, you know, off and she's off on a separate quest. Trevor has just been he was like his family was blacklisted there's no one left it's just him uh and anywhere he goes he's like you know ridiculed um for things that are like opposite of what he was doing like they're 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 painted as the cause um of all the calamity rather than ones that were kind of mitigating the calamities right
1: Yeah, so and you know I, so, what, like, just talking yeah. about, like, the drama, the the cast of, like, the show, like, um, I think everything with Dracula, the way it's written, is so good, but the fact that, and I don't, I think it's Graham McTavish, if I'm saying his name right, as Dracula doing the voice, just, like, I had, like, forgot, like, how good Dracula was, because the last thing I remember watching was season three with, you know, all the chaos that happens in season three and how Dracula's not I don't think, is he in it at all? Is there like a flashback to him? I don't even remember but um, I forgot how good the voice actor is for it and like man, like like I was just, I wanted to watch more than four episodes <laughs> because, <laughs> but then I'm like, if I watch more than four episodes, I'm not going to be able to keep everything <laughs> past, you know, four episodes in my head, but everybody like Richard Armitage and is it James Callis as Alucard and um, the voice actor for Isaac. Um, everybody's so good. Like this could be a movie with the like caliber of actors they have on here. And it's like, it's an animated series. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. The, the voice acting really sells all of the, just the, the emotional range, even characters that are you know trevor's not one note he has more to him but the performance gives you very you see very well like where he's coming from like each of the characters you, you get yes, so like, much like, I
1: flashback like oh dude i was like don't cry like this is so it's like emotionally so like oh my goodness like yeah this show is incredible
0: yeah, Hector's flashback was like less um, impactful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's it's no, like it's it's not it's, it's no right. less important, but because yeah. you're not you're only hearing you're hearing it versus yeah. like seeing something play out. Yeah, um, right. you get like why he's helping Dracula, but it's and, not. Um, it's not a strong but, enough reason.
1: I, I'm i going to go on record and say, I don't think it's good. I honestly think, like, because it's, like, it's, okay, I'm bringing animals back to life, and then my mom freaks out, like, wow well, you brought it back to life, but I'm like, what happened to Isaac? I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, yes, join with Dracula and destroy the human, everybody. Like, it makes sense to me, because I'm like, the manipulation of it, and just the just how, oof, like yeah. I mean Hector,
0: Hector gets more of like a weird sociopathic.
1: Yeah. Oh, you were weirdo. Like he's bringing people back to life, but oof. well, I mean he
0: mur- he murdered his own parents because they were not letting him. They feed didn't want him to have us. his
1: zombie dog. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're a weirdo. But I, yeah. Why you want to destroy the world because you're weird is kind of not...
0: <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, it's not... You get why he's doing it, but it's not a good enough
1: mm. backstory. Yeah.
0: It it feels like it... Uh, I mean, uh, I,
2: I don't want to... I'm going to talk about, like, the degrees of trauma um, from these characters perspective uh, like points of view not as like a real thing that anyone should actually engage in uh in, in like qualifying uh trauma like isaac's existence has been has seemingly been uh significantly more traumatic because we have the so we get the we get the flashback Uh, to Isaac as a child we also get a conversation between Isaac and Dracula where Dracula asks him about the time that he and Isaac first met and Isaac relays a story about how he was being chased by mages that wanted to kill him and cut him up to be transformed into potions and other apocryphal items uh, so it's been bad for Isaac for a long time. And there's a there's a juxtaposition between the two ways that Dracula appro- approaches Hector and Isaac for the war cam- council. Hector, Isaac is completely alone in the desert. He can hear Dracula moving through the sand, which is uncommon and shows how sharp uh, he is. Hector has like a nice cottage and he has like his 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 zombie pets um yeah. and he's fairly comfortable he's like he's made the decision to like push humanity away and isaac's like yeah i need to need to not be around people because people want to like turn me into potions uh and it it, it i think like that dichotomy between the two really kind of helps solidify the worldview because it's clear that clear and you know um i'm not gonna justify isaac's actions but i can understand why (laughs) isaac is so resolute and why hector might be a little more wishy-washy on the subject of humanity's extinction
0: (laughs) oh you know hector just wants to live in peace with his pets and right. he's not in a position to where he's being hunted. And, or like, aside from his parents, we don't see any other interactions. He's um, willfully put himself out of society. Exactly. And isn't in, like, he, he could have just maintained that and then just done that forever. He just yep. wants to hang out with his little friends. And that's, aside from the murdering of his parents, that's fine. Because it's not, he's not killing things to to reanimate them and make friends he's taking things that are you know already dead and then you know his his view um i think on the living is a little off because they just become potential tools for later right like you're, you're like they're not, they're not useful to him until they're dead but he's not going out of his way to, to make them that way. Until now. I mean, yeah, he's... he's right. right. He's forging death machines to make himself more friends. So, yes, there's something off with that. Um, you can't, like, excuse it. Whereas Isaac, uh, as you said, he it's out of necessity that he's removed himself from society. Because, yes, there are people are trying to turn him into aphrodisiacs. And... All other kinds of things, uh, and he's um, he's he's looking for ultimately for a world not that he can belong in, but that he can agree with, right? Or that's in agreement with him. He's looking for a, a clean, pure world that has love in it because his. The love that he had was so fiercely like rejected. It's not even rejected, it's like spat upon. Mm-hmm. Uh and his his helping hand is like stabbed. It's 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 like worse than biting the hand that feeds you. Because he was putting everything he had into trying to help the one he loved, and it was not only spurned, but, like, made into something ugly. Right. Yeah. So, the strength of his character background is just much stronger. Mm Mm-hmm. And you see that uh, in the relationship between himself and Hector, uh, and himself and the other council and then himself and dracula because dracula treats uh isaac um it's he says friend but i would i would venture to say that he puts him on like an equal field whereas oh, even absolutely. with the other uh the other members of the council the other vampires dracula doesn't seem to go out of his way to um Address them as more than uh, a means to an end, right? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Aside from maybe Carmilla, but even then, uh, there's a disdain. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he's he's looking down upon them because he is the strongest of the lot, whereas he's not looking. He's treating Isaac the way he does. Uh. Partly because I think the strength of his character, but um, also because they are in uh, agreeance on what the world could be. Now, the specific ends of that aren't the same, I don't think. Because Dracula Shrek- you- lost the love that he was looking for and isn't looking to rekindle that. He's not like, this isn't a quest of I do a thing and then my love is returned to me. You're right. Like it's, no. it's past that, and he's just bomb It's balm for the wounds, you know. If, if that,
2: there, there's. I think there's also kind of an argument to be made that um, that Isaac serves as a um, a bit of a surrogate uh, uh, for for Alucard, like. He is, is the son. He is the Alucard that would have agreed with this extermination. Good. Um, and it's also kind of it's also kind of highlighted in in a real in a throwaway line where they mention uh that Alucard might be involved um in trying to stop Dracula and Isaac has a very visceral reaction and calls him like a petulant child, like a spoiled petulant child like there's, uh, yeah.
1: there's
2: there's some rivalry there, but I think I think that is that may also be the position that that Isaac fills for Dracula as as essentially the mm. a la card that would have agreed with with this this war.
1: Well, yeah, you
0: know, that, and that's true. what he wanted from his son uh, in the beginning. Was he he wanted that um, sharing of grief? Right. Yeah. Whereas Alucard went the other way with it and was like, "You you're you're taking this in the way like probably more correctly." <laughs> He's like, "You're you're doing a thing that mother would like not have agreed with," and the whole point of the last 20 years was you developing like this empathy and, Mm. and becoming something more and a uh, sort of a, like a savior for humanity. But you've, you've done more than revert. You've gone the other way and now you're like the, the destruction of it.
1: Oh, man, that's that's really good, especially that I'm thinking of that scene where um, he's walking through the hallway and passing different people, and, like, he just walks past Hector's room and then kind of stops, like, as though he's going to turn back and go in and talk to him. But instead he presses forward, and then when he gets there to Isaac, not only does he have a conversation with him, but then he goes and sits down right next to him. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, totally seeing the, like, I wish I wish he were A type of a thing or
0: And I don't even think if that he wishes he was Alucard. He's just like, I I need a confidant because my entire castle I feel it's turned against me. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of has. Yeah. Uh he's not e- even, stupid. Even even I,
2: I also wanted to admit I had planned to mention this earlier before we got into too heavy stuff but I uh, I have to say that I love the um, the generic putty, Power Rangers putty-esque like, g- generic vampire soldiers in their cloaks they're oh, like yeah. one of my favorite things I'm like, oh man, that's right you need to fill these up with you need to fill this scene up with nameless grunt, grunts, put them all in the same uniform yeah. Robes and glowing red eyes. I, I, I didn't I
1: like uh, Brandon have a, a thing about that where he's like, hey, weirdo with your red eyes or <laughs> Yeah, I think he you did around. actually.
2: Yeah.
1: He's like, bring me something and then he like then like <laughs> the vampire guy brings in like a pig. Oh yeah, the like, pi-
0: well, yeah, the pig, yeah, bring me bring me something to drink. Yeah. There he's like, Blood and beer, bring bring on the blood and beer and he's like, No, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't want this. I want pig. Yeah. Because his whole Dracula is, again, not, he's not leveling with his 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 war chiefs, the war council. He's not telling them, yes, I'm just going to exterminate everything. That's my plan. Uh, he's giving them, because, of course, that, that wouldn't work out for the council. That's going to be the end of everything. Like, he's just trying to, he's trying to reset all of it. Um, it's not even a reset. It's like just level the field to zero, uh, because he doesn't care. He he's th- this right. This is a uh, uh, a suicide run for him. Like he's just I'm. I does nothing really matters. So I'll just get rid of everything, and then if if that is myself included, we'll, we'll so be it. But that's not going to happen until my you know my revenge or my job is done is his line of thinking, whereas the war Council, they're in it because uh, like with uh, Hector, they're they're being told that uh, yeah, they are the, basically the top of the food chain, and we're getting rid of some of the people calling them and uh, leaving provisos for you. Godbrand brings that up to Dracula. To much to his error, um, even though it's a very legitimate uh worry for Godbrand and all the other vampires uh that you're you're not doing the the culling and the, the, the penning that you said you were going to be doing Dracula you're just kind of killing everybody, so what do we have left and then you know Dracula's just going i I've taken that into account we have canisters of blood and uh, livestock, there's other, there's other things other than humans that we can eat um, that will sustain us, and that you know that very, he, he that may very well be the case. Aside from the vampires, clearly don't want something other than you know the le- anything other than people is like a last ditch resort. Yeah, you know, it doesn't agree with their physiology. Uh, v- v- violent um, stomach issues occur if it's just. Lesser than people' blood.
1: I like how you're way more elegant or er, eloquent than Godbrand about what pig's blood does to him. But
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Peter Stromer He
0: he's he's not known for his his subtleties. Yes, it, Godbrand is anything but subtle. Um, but he he gets his point across. Um, to the wrong. Pr- I mean, it's the right person to make the point to. But not the right there's no right time. Um, there's I was
2: about to say there actually there is is no right time. Um
0: yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he and we get the wonderful uh Dracula just reversing that uh scene chewing, and he's just like, little god brand, you little insect. And- he's just going off on him without actually like have. I don't even think he's raising his voice. He's just speaking oh, no. and his eyes get the little tiny, like you're probably He's just going to kill you, Godbrand, unless you leave immediately.
2: I I love the framing of the shot as uh, Dracula watch walks towards Godbrand. It's it's a really it's a really quick shot. Uh, He's walking towards Godbrand, and Godbrand's backing up against the wall, and Dracula is so gigantic in the frame and seemingly like not only taller than godbrand but like twice as wide as he is mm-hmm. like godbrand actually looks like he's shrinking in in it's like i said it's just a really quick shot and it's one of those things where you know it 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 expresses so much in just a couple couple of, of seconds but it's it's this thing that only animation can really do because if you try doing that with person it would look silly but he's just like he just envelops the frame and god brand as he does that just because he's he's so sick of this bullshit of, of his bullshit um, and, and then you know after that exchange is over he just kind of collapses in the chair because surprise surprise Dracula hasn't been feeding either
0: Yeah, I do like though that Godbrand is he's talking to Carmilla, and he's he's saying that like I'm pretty sure I don't want a one on one fight him. Oh yeah, he hasn't been feeding; he's just going to massacre anybody. Um, Yeah, but he does look weaker. Like (laughs) the degree of weakness is is minuscule in proportion to like Dracula's total power, but it's it's there. Nonetheless, um, and I think that that, that's not only a physical thing, but that's something that's been uh, eating away at Dracula mentally. I mean, we we only see him like ruminating. That's all he's doing is he's removed himself from control of the battle aside from like saying, you know, yes or no to specific plan uh, uh, like brought up to him uh but he's leaving that all to Hector and Isaac which is kind of, so Hector he's he's needed because he's able to create the majority of the um the forces he's able to pull night creatures into like their spirits into um uh, bodies to reanimate them and forge larger monsters but his tactical ability i'm i kind of like really question that part of him being nominated as like head of the war council yeah like so so godbrand is um he's kind of you can't even really say that he's hot headed because he's not he he is bringing like legitimate concerns and wants battle plans and he's he's a viking used to doing viking raids which are you know they're not just willy-nilly go attack like everything is for a reason and it's points of power and you pick your targets they're taking the war like part seriously like they're, they're like yeah we'll do a war you know and we'll we'll draw up this thing and i want plans and maps and you know how you do a war and this is just uh extermination yes So, that's why they're questioning, like, what's going on. And, um, it's, it's, so, Carmilla is, is kind of running around turning people against Dracula. Yes. Yes. For, for for her own reasons, but also, like, legitimately, Dracula's plan is kind of endangering all the other vampires. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's putting their livelihoods, um, into question. So, she's not... Like no one's really wrong in their questioning; Uh, they just aren't in a position to do that. Like this is the wrong person to ever put a question against, unless maybe you're Isaac. And I think even then, uh, and Isaac says it himself. He's like, "You don't know." He's talking to Dracula. He's like, "You don't know oh anybody the the truth or your true intentions. You just you're Dracula. You just do your thing. I'm here to help you, and just know that that's enough." Um, I'm not here to like question what you're doing because I agree with uh, what you're what you've done. He appreciates, I think, on some level, being told the truth, uh, but he's not like questioning it. He's like, you could have lied to me, and I still would just be here. Like that right. doesn't that doesn't change that we're in agreement. Like the reason of it doesn't really matter. I'm just here for like the end result. Because a believer that Isaac (laughs) yeah and so he's not about to like let anything else stand in the way and that's where we get um, all the way to the episode 4 Godbrand gets killed at the hands of Isaac because Godbrand with his legitimate concerns just says it to the wrong person again it's like basically Isaac is on the same level with Dracula and telling him about any kind of plans was a, a mistake yep and then that, that gets Godwyn killed in like two seconds. It's not even a fight.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's the War Council.
1: Let's roll, <laughs> let's
0: roll back to the other uh, other half of the equation, and we have uh, Trevor Sifa and Alucard. Yes. And they, what what are What are they up to, Jake?
1: Up to a bunch of shenanigans. (laughs) Uh, No, I guess what Saifa's saying farewell to her um, clan and family stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, like to have a moment where, uh, like I think he mentioned earlier where Alucard mentions exactly what, you know, Dracula could have been. They have the awesome um, back and forth of, like, you know, was saying, like, can you guys just be nice for, like, two seconds? And then my favorite moment where he's, like, eat shit and die. And then I was, like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which is pretty amazing. Um, Also, just prior to that, you have, like, this very uh, somber moment with Alucard, who's drawing his father and his mother and realizing what he has to do. Um, and a little teardrop hits the ground, um, and then yeah, then they they head on out to do their thing. I think is it is it in the second episode old home, old homes where they actually fight or is it the still the same war cancel where they actually have that fight? But I think uh, it is. Old
0: homes. I think it's old home, and old home. Th- th- that's where they decide. Um, Trevor brings up the point that uh, he's like, I just. I just want to go home, and they're like, That's "Really? Right, yes, really?" Please. We just started the trip. He's like, "No, no, no. Um, we there's there's weapons. There's 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 a whole bunch of stuff." My stuff family <laughs>
1: doing has this had so
0: two hundred years of slaying vampires. Um, we have uh, we have like a a library. Yes, there's yeah, a small yeah. thing a under, the, under the house. Yes, a vault under the house. He's mm-hmm. like, I um, I I, I know the Enchelster home was destroyed, but it's not the home that I care about. It's like what was beneath it so yeah. they they decide to make that trip um and that's where they they run into uh, a scouting party um mm-hmm. uh outside of argish yeah.
1: and we and get sweet, the sweet
0: sweet fight scene
1: yes shout out to the amazing animators who made that come together because awesome It's nice
0: because we get a good understanding, um, even just this soon, of the synchronicity between Trevor, Sifa, and Alucard. Like how they each handle their own part of the fight, but even if they like, they're all good at what they do. But Mm -hmm. alone, they're not. There's too much. Like they can't really handle this. But as like a trinity, um, they each make up for a lack that the other might have, which is what you kind of get in the game because each of them have a specific abilities and being able to switch between them uh, for like sections in the game, help you out, help you traverse the things. And so here we see Sifa, if it's an enemy that has fire, it's probably a bad, it's a bad matchup for Alucard, maybe Trevor. Sifa though just manhandles anything that's using fire against her hmm right yeah. like literally exploding the giant warg thing that was spitting fireballs, yeah that was good it's,
2: i wanted to i i was trying to look up the the names of the uh the uh, gargoyle creature and the 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 spear bird because uh love them because they're a uh, reference to the <clears throat> i believe like the first kind of boss fight in symphony of the night um because those two enemies are like the first bosses i believe they are the first bosses that alucard fights in in castlevania mm-hmm. symphony of the night so good to see the them pull in references from the games, also uh, they—they, uh, I believe they did it earlier in this episode uh, by showing the device that Dracula uses uh, to teleport the castle, which is just the save point from *Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night* as well. Yeah, it's like the
0: octahedron. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, man. Also. Forget I forgot that it's just uh, it's just scorched earth every single time Dracula uh, teleports the castle somewhere because yeah,
0: well it's R. displacing R. so much
2: air. Yeah, uh, you were saying
1: something, Jake? Oh, I said R.I.P. Bambi. <laughs> oh yeah yeah out. yeah. Because at first I made it seem like oh they're going to get away they like oh. you know, know they heard it they're running away and then oh god
0: nope that shockwave yep <laughs> but well i mean what it does with that uh, the gargoyle and the spear lizard guy um it's showing that like that that combo is really deadly because the gargoyle just keeps picking up the spear guy and like kind of chucking him yes <laughs> with his deadly accuracy and then the thing that the projectile you're throwing is also a you know it's a a living weapon, but you can imagine that just a regular person, that's that, that's another thing. It's like, they have these forces and you're just going, no regular army or people are, can stand up to this. Like th- these three, because they're one supernatural, one's magical. And then Trevor's just trained specifically to fight these things. Even they had to work together to like, take this stuff down. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the beginning, the opening bit of the battle, what Alucard is like, I think it's just like doing a you shall not pass thing. And it's it's the the coolest, like his sword fighting stance. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He also uh, he also does his his very uh, Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night uh, side dash with yeah.
0: his uh, his after images. Little...
2: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they uh I think I think they kind of hit a stride in this season. Once again, the first season was really more of like a movie, test the waters movie kind of situation. Uh but really countering the dialogue heavy ce- uh, scenes and sequences with really good, well-staged, well-animated action sequences. Uh, was exactly the right move because I think they balance each other out nicely.
0: Yeah. So we get all that, and then we we get the eventual they make it to um, uh, Chateau Belmont and and find the magic door that is uh, what was it like your magic door of death? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, you also Which... get one of the uh, what is it one of the monsters getting away and mm-hmm. getting back to Godbrand. Is it Godbrand that finds them or one of the uh, nameless vampires? Or...
0: They just found it at the, at like, you know, outside the castle gates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember Godbrand saying like, he made it all his way and he just died on us right when he got here. But
0: he's like, what a useless piece of crap. And then the, you get, you get that contrasted with, um, uh, Isaac, who's like you you know you did your job like you did it well and that's to be celebrated uh and now i will divine what happened with your entrails or whatever he's doing yeah, we don't we don't get to see um we just see the beginning and then the the result of him relaying that information but that's just kind of showing more of uh isaac's empathy it's not compassion uh he's this is recognition of like things doing the stuff they're supposed to do where godbrand kind of like dismisses that out of hand and is like what kind of garbage mm-hmm. can even make it back here but that yeah. wasn't the point like the point that it it tried so hard uh to get back that information N- knowing probably that it could be whatever doubly resurrected enough to get the info back. But, yeah, that, that brings us, I guess, to the giant archives that were that were very much larger, I think, than anyone was probably expecting, let alone um, Sifa and Alucard, where there's, like, a multi-storied uh, basement uh, library library um beneath the, the belmont home yeah it's like what 300
2: years of vampire hunting uh and like magical implement <clears throat> gathering yes. so like it's vast it's a it's a big old place full of magic tomes and magic mirrors and potions, and this is where they everyone went crazy and started throwing uh, every kind of reference you could possibly get for Castlevania stuff and items in the background. And it's mm-hmm. great. I'm not gonna name them all. Just know that there's a Medusa head somewhere. Uh, it's, it's It's
0: real, real good.
1: Uh, I forgot about the floating Medusa heads.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we get sort of like that it's almost like so. Alucard has just been derisive with um, Trevor from the get go. They're they're both acerbic toward each other, but this is the one time I think where Alucard is like taking it a little too far. Uh, it's yes. justified because yes, this is a lovely tribute to the death of his people. Um, there's a whole case full of vampire heads, so you you get where he's coming from. But he's just talking like extra crap to Trevor. And as dour as Trevor is, he's just—he's not even in the mood to like be snarky back. He's like, "No, we—we we actually we're not barbarians. We have an archive. It's—it's uh, 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 um, it's all cataloged. Like we know where stuff's at. Right. We don't—we don't just sacrifice a toad and read its entrails to like divine where the book we need is. So I think that part." Um, a lot of their their tr- their back and forth is usually earned, but this was like a little too much on Alucard's part just for this scene.
2: Yeah, it it, it really it really it, it's 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 like Alucard saying, "Man, you Belmonts are super hypocrites because you use magic and and like all these occult things, uh, but you but you hunt like the." night creatures and from trevor's perspective he's like we're not like emissaries of the church we're a family of vampire hunters we will use whatever like vampire and monster hunters we will use whatever means are at our disposal in order to do that and i can understand like trevor's like why? Why are you harping on this so much? Like that we use mm. magic and use magical implements. Like we're we're not. Once again, we're not agents of the church. That's clear by the fact that the church destroyed my childhood home. Mm. Also, aren't you being a bit of a hypocrite, Alucard? Because you know that vampires feed on humans. You're you're half you're half human. Like the, you're waging yeah. a
0: war against your father.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're like being being cranky about the vampire skulls doesn't accomplish anything, and you you know the score with them. Like it it is Alucard being like unjustifiably like petty and and
0: poky <laughs> towards Trevor for yeah, like um... no reason, and, and the fact that like um, it's obviously it's not the um. The hunting of the night creatures, that's a problem, because Alucard, you just stuck your sword through two of their heads in a second ago. Yeah. You had no compunctions slaughtering creatures of the night. <laughs> and I, d- I do like that the um it, it it's episode probably episode one, uh one or two, where they, they talk a little bit about the um the ecology of the night creatures, saying that they're not uh magical like fabrications they they're natural elements of the environment uh and they've just kind of been hunted to near extinction uh they're confined to those spaces of the night or dark forests um and they can be like uh, of their own they're potentially not like malevolent they're just like a animal. If you just yeah, if you just roll up on a tiger, it's probably going to maul you because that's just what it's gonna do. You're you're in its territory. Uh and in this case they're taking those spirits and encasing them into living or formerly living bodies to uh, to give them a physical presence. Right. Or a stronger physical presence. So it doesn't explain them like completely, but it I like that it's they're not just beings summoned from hell you know they're 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 a natural part of the world uh as much as people don't want to acknowledge that or use their superstition to um like vilify them even if they're mm. dangerous like it's it's they've they've taken it a step further by um coding those things uh in a in a very like terrible light so, we, you know, it would be nice to get more of that information. It's unfortunately not going to happen, but they addressed it a little bit. Just mm-hmm. saying, yeah, this stuff is all the things that go bump in the night are just part of the world. They're just part of the natural world. They're not, yeah, they're not like specifically living beings, but they're not a, such a supernatural thing that they're having to be summoned from somewhere.
2: I mean, the point of the fact is that Dracula
0: couldn't just, like, snap his fingers. And, oh, here's my armies. He had to, like, they had to be constructed. Yeah. It had to be... It took a year for him to take, you know, using Isaac and um, Hector to build that base up enough to launch uh, attacks. And they're not, like, a renewable resource other than, like, if you remembered to pick up the dead bodies that are in enough, in enough one of still in one piece enough to like be used. <laughs> so it's it's good that it like talked about that. Um I wish that it had done a little bit more so. Um we're in this giant repository of knowledge and they're like not giving any further background. You know, there there's just this is just so much so many books that they're looking through all of that to find the one thing they need to battle Dracula, like a weakness, um, and we do get uh, Alucard, uh telling them about the the one way um, scrying mirror, um, whose whose runes have been like they can be repaired, but they're kind of messed up. Yeah, uh, and I think the the sort of foreshadowing of that moment where he's looking at it and going, mm, but not really. Telling them all of what's going on, mm-hmm. uh,
2: and then we get a moment with Dracula and his uh <clears throat> his uh, his, the, his significantly better his next gen magic, yeah. magic not not one way mirror <laughs>
1: his PS five mirror yeah
2: yeah, his, yeah exactly uh, uh that you can uh, teleport things through um, if your nails are sharp enough to carve the room into it i do really love i love uh, it's it's just a personal thing but i really love the um him him scribbling the runes with both hands on the mirror i'm just like ah, that's fun it's like it's it's what everybody thought it's it feels like what everybody thought touchscreen technology would be when it first started like, oh man, look at this! I can just swipe gestures all over the place, and it'll just show me whatever. It's like, no, no, that's that's actually magic that <laughs> that would actually require magic,
0: yeah, no. I do like that he's able to um he's drawing on there independently, like each hand and finger is drawing different and that's very complex, yeah, watching yes. him it's just like zoop, zoop, oh, okay, wow, he's. Oh oh of
2: course of course Dracula's ambidextrous because why wouldn't
0: he be? He's
1: yeah. Yeah. Dracula. And there's a,
0: another moment um, much earlier uh where he's Dracula's walking by and you notice he's he is he's tall. Yes. He's a he's a large man, but um he's wearing like very high boots. Like the heels on his boots are several inches. Yes. So he's even, he's just made himself even taller with his big boots.
2: Yeah, because I'm thinking about, uh, well, you know, I maybe he can just make himself grow. Because even in the very first episode of the first season, like, he's real big compared to that that old lady that tells him what happened to Lisa. But he's not, he's, like, at least two feet taller than he was in his civilian outfit <laughs> for for the entirety of season two.
0: Yeah, he had his walking shoes on uh, when he was motoring around, not his uh, big scary boots. Yeah, that you don't get to see because they're hidden by his cloak, so he just looks even taller. Yeah, More commanding presence. His Elton John shoes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he
2: has to, There, there is, uh, I like to imagine that he, he, if he didn't have to make appearances to the war council, he would just be in a grief robe the entire. <laughs> it's just, it's a bathroom. It's oh, sick. yeah. Just in a study in, in a real, real, like, and it's like a dingy, like. Uh, I should watch this, but I don't feel like doing anything like bathrobe, but he yeah. can't because he has oh, to man. deal with these jackass vampires that he hates.
1: Just to press Dracula in his bathrobe. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, man.
0: Instead of Ben and Jerry's, just like like literally
2: like eat that and like a jigsaw puzzle, and he's just like every night I just gotta slap snap my fingers and open up uh, all the windows in this place and just have night night creatures go out and just wait wait for it all to be over. But I can't do that. I need these dumb vampires to to work with me on this.
1: Oh man. I wish I could draw because I would really want to draw like depressed Dracula. <laughs> with his Ben and Jerry's and Bathrobe.
2: Yeah, it's like a little like like little bifocals on like super like weekend dad, but weekend dad forever. Like divor- watching stuff divor- watching divor- stuff in his big mirror. Or divor- dad. Yeah, yeah. Di- like but it's like divorced weekend dad but forever. And he's just like Ugh. yeah.
1: I mean, because he already um,
0: does that, but it's just not visualized. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: Even mean, the big Dracula cape. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, and uh, and and Trevor finds the Morningstar whip. <laughs> yeah. He's so excited. He the the one time he's happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the one time he gets super excited about anything. And uh, considering that he, he he's skilled enough to um pierce a night creature's skull with the end of his leather whip um <laughs> uh, uh i i'm sure that only uh, only spectacular things can come from the use of the morning star <laughs> i also like that that the the treasure chest had a lock on it uh and even though he broke it with a dagger it's still like Gives you gives him the reward like, ooh, there's something magical in this chest animation.
0: It's like yeah, it's glowing. You should open up yeah. and it's like, you found rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Then Morningstar is just like shattered into pieces because he yeah busted you, the lock.
2: You, you're right. You didn't use a key. Have, have fun
0: relinking all these chains. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can sit there in your stinky blanket and
1: put it back oh, right together. Yeah. And the big revelation that his name is now Treffy. <laughs> yes. Oh
0: yeah, Treffor,
2: Treffor. Yes,
1: it's, like, it's yeah. Weird. So,
2: so all yeah, the hero crews just kind of like researching and budding up, and and the vampires are the driving force of 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 the season and and mm-hmm. i think once again i mentioned it earlier i think this was a, a a really smart decision um for for telling this story because like i said it could have been easy to it w- well not easy it would have actually been incredibly expensive to have uh an entire season full of action sequences but i think the show is better served as this depressed dracula character study
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think one thing that does um this may be a disservice uh in and it's not; it extends to other um, the way that Netflix re- re- releases these shows, where they do the whole season as a batch, like they just the whole thing's just there, and you can um, binge watch it in one go. Uh, you lose a little bit of that if you're just mowing through all the episodes because they kind of start to blend together. Or if it's action heavy, you're just gonna be like, okay, that was two two hour two and a half hours of just crazy action the whole time but nothing to like hold your attention more than that you're not going to remember anything significant other than like yeah there was some fun action scenes whereas this bringing um, it's more introspective and taking time to like go through character motivations even if not everybody gets the same treatment Uh, but then taking the time to watch these uh, in in a smaller lump or uh, in you know as each episode it's only like 20 22 minutes per episode plus like the credits opening closing credits so they're digestible chunks that you can uh, see a lot of care was put into them but if you just blast through the whole thing you're gonna go uh there was a bunch of talking and some fighting and uh yay fun vampires like that there's not a lot to this if you consume the the narrative that way Mm -hmm. like it it There's more care was put into the story itself um, in these broken down episodes uh, than I think was appreciated at the time. That was one of the critiques was, it's just a bunch of talking and then, you know, we get to the action again. Because the first season was so small as it was self-contained, like a single movie kind of feeling. Right. Whereas this is telling a larger story spanned over multiple seasons. It's like one full arc for the whole whole shebang. Um but if you try to just sit down and watch the whole bit like just watching four episodes in a row and they're they're broken down into yes, it's kind of the Godbrand arc. Even it has little to do with Godbrand, but that's just his <laughs> introduction and um passing uh through the narrative, but um that containment that's breaking it down to that bit gives us more time to like, appreciate like what went into these characters backgrounds like what they're bringing to the table and like why we know why dracula's doing what he's doing but um it, it's more there's more depth to that because he's considered like how to get each um, individual party to to work for him uh, and not r- they're, they're doing some inviting but it's kind of calculated mm-hmm. you know now he did miss the boat with like actually not going uh, he could have paid lip service and went okay yeah here's the people pen to kind of keep them happy but he's he doesn't really care a whole lot about right. keeping he had- them
1: happy he- he
0: can't he can't even he can't even muster the energy No, he's eat. like here's some piggies. Enjoy yeah, yeah,
2: to to obfuscate like his true intentions at this point. No, he just
0: doesn't really care that that much about it. Um but it's it's obvious enough that um uh, there's uh dissent in the ranks and he's he doesn't like that, but he really doesn't want to, have, he's like, don't make me, ha-. he's like kind of a don't make me have to yell yeah. kind of Dracula. Like, you don't want that. And I'm tired, I don't really want that either, so that that's why he's just handing it off to Hector and Isaac. He's like, you guys just, you know what my plan is, basically just make them do the thing, and if they don't listen, just know that, like, your word is, or they should know that your words are my words. Like, I'm trusting that level to you, uh, especially because you're humans. And if you're working with me, knowing that we're out to, like, exterminate the human race, um, then you guys are good to go, you know. Right. But, Uh, of course, that's being, uh, the wedge is being driven with Carmilla doing her own thing and uh, her resentment um, towards basically being controlled by an older vampire or a man vampire um, is specifically uh, called out. She takes big issue with that and sees that Dracula um, isn't in a a state of mind to be addressing things in a rational way that still um, sates his rage, but, you know, advances the vampire uh, agenda further. Like he's not she feels that he's not caring for, um, rightly so, probably the the other members of his um, race. Yeah.
2: I, I was going to say, uh, speaking of obfuscation and dissent, we should actually talk about Camilla. Because, uh, hey, guess what? She shows up late to the party. Uh, she she takes a shit on Dracula's rug and mm. then gets called into his study because she's like, "Hey, hey! If you loved your wife so much, why didn't you turn her into a vampire? If she were a vampire, they wouldn't have been able to kill her." Mm. And like she's poking, like she, it's oh, like it's it it's it's calculated. It, like it's obviously calculated, but it is it is calculated. To the point that she is like, she is attacking his love for his wife because it's clear that the reason that Lisa was never turned is because she didn't want to be turned. She wanted to remain a human and help humanity. And Camilla's like, Well, if you really loved her, you would have just turned her into a vampire, but you don't you don't really love your wife. Your wife wasn't even really your wife. She was, like, more of a pet, and it's it's real, real gross and awful and, like, uh, kind of shows her contempt. Like, it's it, it shows, pardon partial, her contempt of both Dracula and humanity in, like, one pretty decent entrance, I think.
0: Yeah, it's her view on not only Dracula versus humanity, but like men. Yes. And it's not, uh, it's, it's, for her, uh, rightfully so, we get a bit of her backstory and we understand like where she's coming from. We don't get, again, all of the cards. She's not really giving off what her plan is, other than it's. it's it, like anybody else, it's self-centered. It's it's her versus everything else. And mm-hmm. she's just going to use that to her advantage. Um, right. she's, she's picking at him, uh, not to make him upset, but to see where he's at. Because oh, earlier Dracula, or even a year ago Dracula, would not have like put up with that. It wouldn't have been, right. hey, you're coming to my office. It would have been, I'm shutting you down right now. Probably maybe killing you for like this affront. Uh, right, so she's risking it, but um, that's also why she calculatedly like, didn't show up on. T- she gave it even more time for him to just kind of put her out. He's like losing yeah. steam for this whole thing. Uh, it's just a means to an end at, at this point. It's not even like his ca- his level of caring is so low that he's delegating like the all the big tasks to other people. It's like I don't even really yeah. want to deal with it. I'm just gonna go watch my fireplace. Yeah, brood. <laughs> um,
2: and uh Carmilla, of course, because Hector is the weakest weakest link, starts working on him because he's also incredibly handy since he is th- appears to be the main forge master. Uh and it's like, hey, hey, you know, Dracula's just gonna kill everybody, like every human. Uh, And that's going to include you. Oh, what? You look surprised. Did you think that you'd be spared? Because you helped? That's dumb. You're an idiot.
1: He's like, but he said we're gonna turn him into livestock.
2: Yeah, we, oh, we thought, I, he told, he told me that it was a culling. And she's like, you nerd. That's not true. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> if, <laughs> if that was true, we would be feasting on people right now. But we would get to the piggies. Yeah, you know he's not even he's not even taking care of us, and we're like supposed to be the thing that's you know surviving after all of this mess, like putting us at the the very tippy top of the food chain. But uh, that doesn't look like it's happening. Yeah, so what I need you to do is convince
2: Dracula that we need to teleport the castle to Brayla. Br- Bray- Brayla? Brayla? Is that the city? Port to... city?
0: Yeah, Brayla.
2: Because uh, uh, then I can just have my troops like sweep in and, and rest control over Dracula uh, and everything will be cool because Dracula's crazy and he's gonna kill us all.
0: I did like that portion when they're discussing that um they're discussing it. They're arguing about it um in their war council uh to the point where they're like, Well maybe move uh taking the castle over um a, a port city is a mistake and um I was like, Yeah, I, we gotta really think about if I move the castle there, that's overrunning water and it's not great for us but yeah the the fact that what run what running water does to a vampire is is so apocryphal like they none of them know yeah yeah it's, yes. it's it's, it's really like godbrand is like i feel i feel that running water would be bad for me uh he's he's like i i don't even like to take a bath like it's been ages since i took a bath because it's running water and then they're just like it doesn't be it stops becoming running water once the bath is full. He's like, no, it's still run- it, it, it's so dumb, but yeah it but it, they yes. know, i mean it's physically it's not good for them, but they don't know why because no one's willing to risk like what it might do and it, the last time that happened was hundreds of years ago,
2: yeah. I like that Camilla's like yeah the ancient Greeks used to bury us on islands because it's surrounded by running water. It's it's a very it is a very um it feels like a management it it feels like a modern day management meeting where everyone has been told that this thing is bad. But no one knows why it's bad. So everyone just kind of sits around for like 10 minutes speculating about it until Dracula's like, can you all just like stop and shut up? And and I don't want to hear this. In fact, I probably know, I could probably tell you what it does, but I'm so not invested in this conversation or this petty squabble in any way that I won't even do that. I just want you all to be quiet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and tactically um yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, just just leave so, it at that. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a good moment and it's giving more um it's giving substance to the myth without like clarifying it and that's make it's kind of fun that it's doing that. <clears throat> you know, it's playing with um traditions and tropes, but it's put them into that area of, like, legend. And uh, Carmela kind of hits the nail on the head when she's telling Godburn. She's like, well, uh, you know poison isn't good for you, but it's just going to kill you all the same. So does it really matter, like, wh- what it's going to do? <laughs> right. It's like, you just know it's bad, so you avoid it. Water? Running water? Bad? Avoid it. Yeah. Yeah she's, yeah, she's pushing for them to get there, because tactically... That makes the most sense because the villages that they've been eradicating or or t- trying to eradicate, it's very weird, uh, don't have any tactical value, whereas a port city stops people from being able to escape. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, it's, it's a trade hub and all, you know, any any significant human city is going to be... uh, on or near water that's just how we operate and that's how it's always been for thousands of years those are the centers of uh commerce um economics uh even just strategically uh you can do more with that thing than a landlocked city right exactly so that should be a better um, place to attack, aside from the fact that it's anathema to vampires for some reason because of the running water. <laughs> but that just means they can park the castle a little f- more inland and then just raid it from in, in- inland
1: toward the coast? Is the native vampire parking?
0: Yeah. So... It's a little funky that they don't address that, uh, aside from it being in in Carmilla's interest to have the castle just appear over the city. Right. Because, yes, it's it's easier to deploy the troops from, because they're launching out of the windows and the parapets and things, so having them drop down uh, is less time consuming? Yeah. Yeah, It's just a better way to deploy the forces than have them Go landward in. It's more of a surprise and the the shock and awe factor, uh, exactly, and, and the um the literal shock and awe factor of it appearing does significant yeah. damage yeah. to you know what's what its surrounding environments are. You're kind of like hurting the fortifications of a city, um, and and getting rid of people in like the initial just appearance, without, right. b- before having to yeah. deploy. So tactically that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah,
2: Camilla's like, let's betray Dracula because he's crazy now, and and you're and, and you're a, and you're an imbecile that I can I can manipulate. So that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> I do like that her yeah. rep- portrayal, because we did cover um the original uh Carmilla story and some some side stuff uh for for her as a uh um, vampire like progenitor. Like mm-hmm. um f- folklorically. Uh her her appearance here and the Castlevania I think has changed um in her art incarnations. I don't believe she was even very humanoid in the beginning. I think she was like some other strange monster and then it just they made her more like people um, as it went on. Yeah, so I think what I think like
2: Simon's curse was her first appearance, and she's just a, a mask.
0: I think, yeah, I think she's like a cracked mask or something like that. Just spooky floating head. So, th- this is interesting, and uh, there's the whole like God Bran was just trying to sleep with her, and it's like. Dracula pointedly asked her, I was like, Are you gonna sleep with him? And she's like, Uh yeah, maybe. Um, if everything else on the planet is like gone. And then probably <laughs> yeah. not, probably not even then. And we did we did skip the wonderful Godbrand's introductory quote where he's like, I just fucking like boats. I just wanna make boats.
1: Yeah. I'm a Viking,
0: yeah. I love boats. It's <laughs> It's a lot. It's it was great.
1: Our brain getting kicked down the stairs. That was pretty awesome. Well, he's like, why did you do that? I was just trying to wake you he, up. He just lands on top of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He just didn't. Um, he didn't. He didn't make out too well in this.
1: Nope. His well, name. He's,
0: is he's,
2: he's got. He's got a big mouth. He wants. He. He's mostly pres- persona and. Uh, he, he popped off to the
0: wrong guy and got mm. gone twice. Yeah. I yeah. To, yeah. I like that. he. I mean, he's, he's self-aware and the points he makes are all valid. That's like, that's what sucks. It's like, he's not going out of his way. He's just trying to get the things he feels are not even owed to him. Just like the stuff that's general. Like, Hey, you feed your troops. You uh, let's do a war. Let's do this by the books. Um, I've done war. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, this is all wrong. What's going on here? So he's, he's self-aware. Um, he's just not aware of other people. Right. He he doesn't, he, he, he's making sense to him and it should make sense by that virtue. It should make sense to others. So he's just, he's very matter of fact and mm-hmm. he just was too matter of fact to the wrong the wrong folks um yeah. that was his his undoing but uh, from his point of view nothing what he was doing was like wrong he's not against he's not doing like heretical actions um even when he's talking to uh Isaac the things he's saying are what you logically would come to the conclusion of based on like what's happening uh and he's not like i want to overthrow dracula because he's pragmatic and going like that would be a stupid thing because even not fed dracula's just going to kill me um he's just trying to get on with the war which he yeah. thinks he, th- he th- he's the page he's on isn't the page that dracula and isaac you know, or carmilla like and he he's doing his own thing but his thing is like the thing that he was told he was here for. Exactly that. That's yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You told me
2: that we were here. Yeah. That we were waging a war against humanity and that it all <clears throat> benefit us to to align with you and blah blah blah. And that was a lie. This is a suicide mission. This we can't do that because hey, you wanna you wanna go out? That's that's on you. But don't take us all with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. Isaac's like, betrayal? Do I hear betrayal <laughs> for, uh, regarding
0: Lord Dracula?
2: <laughs> and
0: he's even like, no, no, I'm not trying to betray that. him. I'm just trying to do the thing that he told me we were here to do. I and don't know. <laughs> that sounds like that betrayal. That sounds an awful lot like a, betrayal.
2: Sounds um, an
0: awful lot like betrayal. And then... The but bed. it's okay. <laughs> Your death will be quick. Yes. And it was. And it was. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: I, you know, I I don't mind it because I'm like, yeah, you know what? If you're a human that has to like exist in Dracula's castle, you probably are at like peak physical condition. And are probably capable of killing a vampire.
0: Well, and he, I mean, he blindsided him, wrapped. Uh, there was an immediate like wrapping his neck with a sharp thing, and if you decapitate <laughs> a vampire, they die. So that's yep. what ripped, what he ripped was out doing. His throat. Yep. Yeah. And and then, and then used
2: his uh his uh, For- necromancy Forge. knife yeah. to, to, to unlike stake him. him.
0: Yep. Yep. So, you know, Garbrand went out. It was unfortunate. He,
1: he yeah, just, he, he went out. A, he, he had went, a
0: big mouth. Um, he 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 went out
2: spectacularly and loudly, just as he would have wanted. Yeah, just maybe not when and how he wanted. Oh yeah, I mean, well, to be—I mean, honestly, I don't think vampires ever want to go out. Otherwise, why would you become
0: a vampire? <laughs> I think if he was in battle, it would have been different. But this was like it's an assassination
1: kind of Yeah, he
0: didn't get to fight he just like was stabbed in the back
1: yeah i do think it's kind of cool that i was looking up his name and i guess it's like norwegian for like god blaze and so he went up in a blaze it's kind of (laughs) a fun way to go out i guess at least you know the writing and all of that
2: Mm Hmm.
0: yeah so I think out of all the characters, uh, he was the most. I mean, he's being pragmatic. He's just trying to do his job. Unfortunately, his job wasn't what he was told it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that that was. It's fun, like it's 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 showing a bit of it's showing his character fully, and then it's giving us um, insights into Isaac and the links that Isaac is willing to go to to uh maintain cuz he he has it's not I don't even think it's loyalty to a point but it's like a shared vision so he's mm-hmm. in accord with Dracula right. and that that's what they both do is they're re, they're reaffirming their friendship and where they like the point that they came from is where they're still at. So they're still in line with one another was what Dracula and um, Isaac were reaffirming when he agreed to do this purge. Right. (laughs) So I think out of all the characters, Isaac is probably my favorite because he gets, you understand exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it and Mm -hmm. like what he's willing to do to maintain the status quo. Right. Yeah, and I liked Godbrand for that same reason because what you see is what you get with Godbrand, and he's laying on the table. He's just trying to do his job, and yeah. the thing he was hired to do was like you know he, he, he's here under like a false record, like all you know yeah, all got, of the council they all just kind of got screwed over. Everybody's yeah, getting they, screwed over. <laughs> yeah, they all yeah they got all
2: got ruse to 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 get out. Um, in in this situation,
0: yeah, um, I, I I don't like Carmilla, but it's because you're not supposed to. Exactly. So yeah. her the writing for her is again it's strong. You understand what she's doing, kind of because again up to this point she's still not put that all on the table either. Uh, aside from that she's not willing to abide being lorded over by a crazy old man yeah exactly and so she's not she's going to do her own thing and this was just her testing to see what point dracula was at and i feel that had he um been more upfront with what he was doing she would have been more in line with it maybe Except for she's Maybe. ruling over an area and she's not going to be down with him taking out all of the people that she's exploiting. Yeah. Like, he, he's basically, like, raising all of everyone's resources. So, it's it's to no one's ad- advantage but his own. Because in the end, he doesn't really plan to do anything with the places that they've taken over. hmm He's just more, like, scorched earth we're just going to get rid of everything and then I really don't care after that but um, most people aren't he understands that most people aren't really in line with that oh yeah guess, uh, yeah <laughs> no, yeah nobody
2: else is nobody else wants it it's, it, it's he and Isaac are like on, on that train by themselves but
0: yeah I mean he literally had to he understood that he had to lie to get other people to join in to do his scheme right and he's like, why is everyone against me? I don't even think he says why. He's like, I feel the tide has turned and things are against me. Because they're probably understanding, like, wh- by this point, what we're doing isn't what I said we were going, you know, we're in this right. for. Exactly. Um, it's like, but, you know, this train's, uh, it's going all the way to the station, so we're not stopping yet. Like, you're basically not stopping until someone stops me. And none of y'all can do that at this point. <laughs> right. Um I think Yeah, that, I think that that's, that's it for I this. think that wraps us up for these ones. Uh Jake, did you have a favorite moment or or bit of the show <laughs> that uh stood out to you?
1: Um it honestly just going back and, and enjoying it in just the four episode chunk was pretty good. Like I watched like an episode like at lunch, <laughs> like at mm-hmm. work. So that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, like just going back and just like like you said, like I'm guilty of like just binge watching, you know, like you just don't want to stop. Like Yeah, no, it's, it's very enthralling. Good. I
0: just think you okay. lose out on uh, the narrative um, because it, it's all there, but it, there's a lot going on. So unless you stop and take the time to think yeah. about it, you're just like mindlessly consuming this fun right. vampire story.
1: Which is interesting, too, because in talking to my wife about, like, oh, like, the new season's out, um, she's like, it's season three, right? And I'm like, no, it's season four. She's like, what happened in season one? And then, honestly, she, the way, and even me, like, it took me a second to realize where season two started, because it feels like season one and two are just one season, the whole, like, Dracula arc, and then you've got, like, the post, you know what I mean? arc or whatever so like even yeah like just in binging everything especially with season two being so short it does feel like you're like wait where was season two in the middle of all of this but
0: yeah whereas there was a year in between you know more
1: than a year between they came out mm-hmm. so like one of the things that like i really enjoyed was actually going back and really getting to like just enjoy the four episodes and really um let the, like, the drama, and the acting, and the art of everything, um, even, like, the, um, the, the difficult stuff with the trauma and stuff like that, you know what I mean, like, to really let that set in, and just see how well, like, this world, and the characters are, are developed, and stuff, um, but, yeah, no, like, really, like, love the, um, hearing, uh, the actor be Dracula again was, was amazing, um, I mean, God brand, I mean, <laughs> that guy kind of stole the show every time he was on, on the screen. Um, yeah, I'm like trying to think of like the little pokes or little jokes that they would have where you're like, man, there's a lot of heavy happening and there's a lot of violence <laughs> happening. And then there's like that one little joke that'll like, it makes you feel human again, I guess, watching the show. Um, yeah, this I mean, the way they put everything together with this, so I I don't know if I can just I like have one one moment. The one the one thing that I know when we first started watching it back when it came out that I was super geeked about was I caught the um the Dark Souls Abyss Walkers Easter mm-hmm. egg. And I remember I posted it so fast and I was like geeked out that everybody was like, Oh my god, Drake found the Easter egg. So that was <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. I hold that in my, my my season two like this moment is awesome look what they just did um especially since funny enough you had to carry me during that whole freaking thing because i couldn't even make it to the abyss walkers i kept on it was just such a long trek to even get to the boss fight That um, yeah i don't even remember that but
0: <laughs> no it, it was that's a uh, those that section of the woods um and the fair and keep is like not not fun yeah.
1: to do. I think like if to... I asked you or if I was complaining about it enough that on Twitter that you're like, I'll help you.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think you specifically asked me. I think it was more like you were complaining. It was like, hey, I'm I'm home from work or whatever. It's it's super late at night, but it's a Sunday or something. It's like I got I can oh, do it. Because like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so frustrated, but like, yeah, so I think that's another reason why that moment stood out to me just because I'm like I've been in this stupid place for so long and Dave actually had to come in and like carry me help me during this like fight or whatever but yeah um but yeah like ah man like this is such a good show um
0: yeah, it is. And I think that this um, breaking into four episode chunks uh, for now works well. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks to finish up season two with the episode five through eight. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. And um, there's enough in these episodes to kind of chew on that. I think you miss when you're just blitzing through it. Like I... Uh, even just considering like the background of the characters it 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 gives space to discuss that um, Mm -hmm. and not feel like you're doing conjecture because it's it's giving you the pieces to actually like draw what i feel like are you know accurate conclusions
1: yeah and then can i can i just like say this about your guys' show um, cause I know you guys cover like a lot of the like scarier stuff that I'm not going to watch cause I am a <laughs> big chicken. But um, I'm sorry if I was like really quiet during the podcast. I know it was, like the worst thing a podcast guest could do is like be super quiet during a talking podcast, but the watching the four episodes, the way we did, and then hearing you guys pull out the details that even though I was watching just the four, but the different details you guys caught, I was why I was so quiet because I'm like sitting here like, Oh, like connecting the dots that I even missed. But then also your guys' insight on those is what I'm sure everybody that listens to your podcast loves about your podcast is the the insight you guys have on that, because I'm just walking away. Like I kind of want to rewatch the four episodes again. <laughs> <laughs> so guys thoughts on it because yeah, this is, this is really cool. Like I'm, I think that's another reason why I was so quiet because you guys would bring up the insight and then I'm playing the moment in my head instead of like joining in on the conversation. So I just want to apologize if I was like super quiet and it seemed like, did he leave? Because I was, I was doing the podcast thing where I'm like, I'm listening to you guys and I forget that I'm actually live with you guys. (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, we we
0: appreciate that. And um, I just try to make sure that we all have space to talk uh yes. when there's when there's a point or something that you want to bring up so uh never feel bad about interjecting but i do understand like the same thing will happen it'll just be Leonard yeah and, I, and you no, have to I'm kind just, of figure out where to chime back in because it does you do you think oh yeah that, that's a point that i didn't even consider um yeah. and you're kind of no, chewing on just, it a little no, bit
1: but I'm saying you guys are so good at it that like, I literally didn't want to talk because I'm like, please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I was so quiet this episode. It was just yeah. because you guys, you guys were on fire. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even consider that. And Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I did miss that. That's even though I watched, just watched it, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Well, well, thanks. And, you know, if we bring up a salient point, also let us know because um, that gives us room to you know, make that a conversation rather than just bringing up um, specific points.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. And for everybody else, um, send us feedback. We we have we we have four reviews, and we've been on for over four years. That's yeah, okay. like, And that's yeah. Send us stuff, guys, because we don't. Um, our our listenership, as far as I can tell, hasn't really changed uh it's it's grown um not by super great leaps as as much as we would love, but it's consistent uh it's the um, I think it's the same people coming back um week to week and we're we're always here and we we strive to bring um some fun and some tying together of uh you know pop culture and and, and folklore and kind of things like that sometimes I feel like that we lose that thread it's it's hard to maintain it and we're not a um we're not, as much as we're not a film podcast, we try to look at other stuff too, and we do seasons just on on short stories and books and things. Uh, But if there's things that people would like us to cover more, we we bounce around maybe a little bit more than I would sometimes like, but we're still trying to be in the zeitgeist of, you know, if something's super popular, uh, we'll take a look at it because it, it didn't spring from nowhere. So, all of those things are, are stuff that we try to take into consideration when we're we're building the show forward and scheduling things. But um, yeah, uh, if there's stuff that you like about the show, let us know. If there's things that that you that you don't like as much. Um, let us know because we can't change it unless we hear about it. Uh, Send in think... all of your emails
2: <laughs> S- telling, yeah. tell, telling how much you can't stand me, how much you can't stand my annoying. <laughs> chuckle uh everything just feedback any kind of feedback because we're not going to review ourselves we're not that kind of podcast um but yeah, yeah just the feedback feedback's good we like it we we we're not lying to you we we legitimately want it um <clears throat> and uh it can only make the product better we're not what? a product leonard we're oh, not that's right. content creators <laughs> Uh, oh right no no that's me that's me i'm 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 the product i'm i'm joking i and really when i said product that was as a joke i know we thoroughly enjoy we thoroughly enjoy doing this if i didn't enjoy doing it
0: then we we wouldn't be here (laughs) right um but yeah that that's enough of us plugging that things uh speaking of plugging (laughs) uh, jake uh, where can folks find you on the uh internets and i think you've said you've just released another album
1: yeah, just released uh, more instrumentals. Um, yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, Jake underscore Lionheart, and you can find my music uh, wherever you like to stream it. So Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Uh, does anybody use Amazon? I think it's on Amazon.
0: I don't know. Yeah, um, we'll we'll link your Bandcamp and everything as as yeah, per it's, usual. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> like
1: if, yeah, it's everywhere. So if you use Title or whatever you use to stream. Oh, except for Pandora, because Pandora is a pain in the ass. So you won't there's only a couple songs on Pandora. But um uh-huh, everywhere else it's it's so bad. But um everywhere else it's uh just yeah just search for Jake Lionheart. I'll come up and um if you just want to like download it and just have free music you can go to Jake and yeah I just put out a new thing um of instrumentals based on uh not Dungeons and Dragons the movie Uh, but the Dungeons and Dragons game I play at home uh, we've been playing for like six months and um, as we've been recording I mean we're recording it for ourselves so I I don't think it'll ever be put out on the internet but um, one of our friends will do like kind of like a fun edit of it and so me and um, a couple of the other guys I play with are musicians so we'll whatever inspires us throughout the games we'll make music um so over the past six months I've had like I, a ridiculous amount of instrumentals not all good but the good ones are the ones that I thought were good enough I put together in a collection and it's free so you can you can stream it um if you want to use it for like your live streams or videos and stuff like that I'm like go for it it's up there have fun from my game to your game or from my game to your stream, or from my game to your just listening pleasure. It's there. And that's
0: it. <laughs> All right. Leonard, how about yourself? Where can we find you on the interwebs?
2: Yes, you can find me on uh Twitter by searching at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can also find my video essay work on YouTube by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead uh still working on that project that will uh come with the launch of a new secondary uh YouTube channel that uh I say secondary but it will most likely become my main channel uh, uh it will be a business account uh seeing as that I am a Uh, Video and film editor uh, where I will be combining uh, my editing with uh, some short format storytelling and hopefully uh, use that as a living resume to create things and also show people the caliber of work that I do uh, so that I can stop working for other people and finally move into a position where I work for myself. Uh, and that is what's going on with me. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, Jake, did you have had something?
1: Oh, no, I was just like doing sound effects because I liked what you're doing. So I was like, hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, you can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. There's not, not a lot going on that front right now. Um, generally, mostly some retweets, as I habitually do to kind of... Um, prop up other people's stuff that they're doing uh cameron will be back in a few episodes as we mentioned uh you can find him on twitter as well at night underscore twitten, and that's night without a k Uh, all of the links will be in the show notes for everyone's projects and or things uh, where you can contact them the podcast you can find um on Twitter at mon underscore D monster or you can find this and all of our back episodes at monsterdeer.monster. Uh Jake, it was a pleasure having you on the show again, uh this time a little bit sooner than the last several years of hiatus, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back on for some more Castlevania in the future.
1: Thanks for having me. This was this is fun, and I if I'm when I come back I'll be more talkative because I'm gonna remember that I'm on a podcast.
2: <laughs> Jake only wants to talk when he when when the topic is trash like dungeons and dragons.
1: Yeah, no, no. But sincerely, like you get you guys are really really good at like breaking this stuff down. It makes me wish that I liked more scary stuff because then I would watch it. <laughs> break it out. Like if you guys ever do like an anime like podcast or like comedy podcast like dude i'd be there like every episode i'm just saying it's just i'm a big chicken i'm sorry
0: <laughs> well it's fine we have we have space for that and um there's a couple other podcasts floating around that are non uh i, I i'm not even gonna say everything on here is horror related just happens to have monsters and them. there's plenty of them that have been more comedic than not uh but yeah we you know we will always keep that in mind and kind of let you know uh in advance when something's not a scary thing. Uh, and yes. Right? And, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be us uh saying bye folks and we will catch you uh well we'll catch you next week back with Christopher Slatsky's um, anthology of weird tales. So look forward to that and read along with us. It's kind of a m- weird book club like we it did with uh, Carla Lagardi. <laughs> It is kind of – it's
2: almost like I suggested that people yes. should rig along with us like it's a weird
0: podcast-based book club. They that should because that's kind of what it is. Uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're signing off here, and we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye, folks. Later.